Hey, I'm Jesse. Still, nothing's changed. Let's have a devotion. We're in Matthew chapter 22. Let's begin in verse 34. When the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they came together. And one of them, an expert in the law, asked a question to test him. Teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest? He said to him, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and most important command. The second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All of the law and the prophets depend on these two commands. There it is. It's yet another trap to ask for your favorite, say, even commandment out of the Ten Commandments. What they intended to do as these experts in the law, if he, if he talked about murder, they would say, well, then you'd dismiss adultery. And if you were to talk about uh, adultery, then they would say that, that you'd dismiss that, uh, that you dismiss murder. You know, it was a trap. But instead, what Jesus gives is, is a, a statement in, uh, by the intention of God himself into the all-encapsulating effect that happens when we love God with all of our heart and soul and mind. Everything else follows. When we love the Lord our God with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our mind, that's the greatest. And, it's, and Jesus says in verse 38, Matthew 22, 38, the most important command. And then the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Okay, and see Leviticus 19, 18. All right. So in, uh, in quoting Deuteronomy 6, 5, Jesus says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Uh, this encapsulates then what he says in verse, in verse uh, 40 is the law and the prophets. And if you're using a CSB like I am, the word law is capitalized and the word prophets is capitalized. The word law refers to the Pentateuch, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. And so that's a collective of the law of God, wherein God prescribed the law, whereby we are aware of sin. Morality itself is laid out and uh, the Old Testament theocratic societal structure was set in place for Old Testament Israel. That's the law of God. And then prophets is capitalized as Protestants with our Bibles, with 66 books, all inspired by God. We see this in Ezekiel through Malachi. All of these books of the Bible show God calling his shots before he takes them and makes them. Uh, God foretelling the history of Israel and then Historically, we now we have the advantage living post, uh, post the era of the major and minor prophets. We look back on the historical record and observe that God did absolutely everything that he said he would in the nation of Israel. However, the Old Testament prophets were not just prophesying to Old Testament Israel or Judah, see our upcoming study in Isaiah. There's also apocalyptic prophecy built into the prophets. And there's prophecies about the Messiah himself in the Old Testament prophets. We've already seen this at Christmas time. We saw Isaiah, the very, our next book, fulfilled in the very birth of Christ through the virgin birth. We see that God used the law and the prophets in making this statement that the big takeaway, the most important command is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. When you love the Lord your God with all of your heart, you are authentic about this. And so your heart, now filled with the Holy Spirit of God, cannot abide. 
sin in your life, whereby you're stealing from people, you're committing adultery, you just can't get away with it, man. The Holy Spirit's going to ruin all of that for you. Your conviction will be so heavy that you will see also First and Second Corinthians, have godly sorrow visited upon you because you feel terrible about your sin and so you repent. When you love the Lord with your, your God with all of your heart, everything that God prescribed in the law of God is summarized. Everything that God foretold about Israel, you already believe it with all of your heart. Everything that God said about the Messiah, you know it's true with all of your heart. When you love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your mind, you read the Word of God. You relish the Word of God. Thank you. If you are a regular viewer of our devotions, thank you. Praise God for your faithfulness to this. We often underestimate what people are capable of. When I first got into Christian publishing, one criticism that I faced was that it was too heavy, it was too much. Particularly what I wrote was for student ministry. There was a guy who didn't want to use my content because he said that it was just too heavy. That guy's whole youth group fell into disarray and atheism and lots of scandal. And uh, it was because he was really just throwing pizza parties and he was hosting activities. Kids were shooting Cocoa Puffs out of their nose into hula hoops. Right? I'm not against having fun with students. I think it's actually important. But at our student ministry, we were going verse by verse through books of the Bible. Fast forward the clock and our student ministry had grown like crazy. We baptized dozens and dozens of students at a time and his had gone through a full-blown crisis and they needed to effectively relaunch the church. When we love the Lord our God with all of our, uh, God, God with all of our minds, I've never seen people fail to reach a high bar. I refuse to water down the gospel, water down the word of God, or lower the expectation that is set forth by the scripture itself. Love the Lord your God with all of your mind. If you graduate from high school, you have a working knowledge of some semi-advanced mathematics. I expect you at least to engage with the word of God on a level that is commensurate with that. Okay, you've been able to meet basic linguistic standards and you have an understanding of the social sciences and history, then I expect you to at least, at the very least, engage with scripture on a level that is commensurate with that. And I've never seen, I've never seen somebody fail to step up to a high bar in this regard. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your mind, and when the text says with all of your soul. This is where the Spirit of God is at work in you. It's a miracle by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. The Holy Spirit draws upon our hearts and we're saved. We're called by the Father by name and our souls are forever transformed. So of course, I'm gonna believe all the law of God. I'm gonna believe all the prophets. They're all summed up in this. And the practical takeaway, the natural outflow, the second most important command, is to love my neighbor as I love myself. Leviticus 19, 18. This is a natural takeaway. It starts by loving God, and then your love for others flows from that. Love others, right? Love your neighbor as yourself. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. You want to be treated a certain way, you treat others that same way, but it doesn't just end with fair treatment as it were. It's a love for your neighbor. When I put on the glasses of the gospel, I look at the world and I see exactly what I ought to expect, brokenness and sin, where Jesus can intervene and make everything new again. And I look at the lostness of Seattle and my heart breaks. I love these people. 
I want them to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I want to lead as many people to Jesus as I possibly can before I die. I want to treat them the way that I want to be treated. This also challenges my own hypercriticism of myself. As an image bearer of God, I'm, I know that I have value, but I'm also hyper aware of my sins. See Romans chapter 7, what a wretched man I am. When I look to the people of Seattle, I love them. And if I'm going to love them well, I need to make sure that I also am aware of the value that I have as a child of God, filled with the Spirit of God. Do you see what this does? When we love the Lord our God with all of our heart, soul, and mind, it changes how we view the world. It changes how we view ourselves. We want others to experience love the way that we know love ought to be received. We want them to hear the gospel and be saved, saved, saved. Wholesale, I then believe all the law of God. I believe in a literal interpretation of, this, of the six-day creation theory as put in Genesis 1. And it doesn't stop from there. It goes all the way through the rest of the law and the prophets. They're all summed up in this, because I love God with all of my heart, with all of my soul, and with all of my mind. The symptom, the outflow, what naturally then becomes the application of my life, loving my neighbor.